can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. Make your voice heard. Join the council for the Model Aquatic Health Code. Lend your expertise to the MAC, science-based guidance from the CDC and the only all-inclusive National Pool Code that addresses current aquatic issues. Learn more at cmac.org. That's cmahc.org. Hey, it's Kelly with Talking Pools Podcast, Tuesdays hey. with Kelly and Dan. And Dan's here too. You you almost left me out. You did say Kelly and Dan, but you, you almost left me out. But hey, we've we've got a huge, like the biggest news of probably the decade for our industry and definitely for Talking Pools podcast. Kelly, what's what's our news? We are going to have Wayne Ivasich. He's going to now do Thursdays. Thursdays with Wayne, we, we got to get a moniker for, for Wayne, for Thursdays with Wayne. But well, actually, Wayne, the, the, there is one called Testing Thursdays with Wayne. Ooh, testing. I, like that. I love it. Testing right. Thursdays with Wayne. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're thrilled, forward, guys. we're thrilled to have such a, an industry icon as part of the talking pools. And uh, <laughs> and and Wayne, we want, we're, we're excited that we get to welcome you to Thursdays. Thursdays, testing Thursdays, right. talking pools with our, our good friend, Wayne. So yeah. welcome, Wayne. We're looking Thank forward you. to great things over the, the course of the rest of our lives together. Yeah, that's right. And wait <laughs> I'm really we get, looking forward to this. Yeah. And, and wait till we all get together because that's a shit show. That's going to be dangerous, I think, to get us all <laughs> together. Absolutely. It's it's the best of the worst or the worst of the best. I don't know which one it is, but it's always good. So good. Wayne, thanks for joining our our, uh, our team. Our, Thank it's, you. It's yeah. a team. It's a team. Well, it's more of a family. We talk to each other like every day, all day long. Yeah. I noticed. It's, yeah. It's the land of misfit toys is kind of how I look at it. But we're we're hoping that you'll you'll uh you know put up with the rest of us and and what a great time. Yeah, so as long as you can put up us. with me. So. <laughs> no worries. Well, thank you. And everyone, you got to listen to him on Thursdays, Testing Thursdays with Wayne. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The first one's going to be this coming Thursday. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it because it, it's, it's a really good extension for me for what I did for Taylor all of those 31 years. I had hair when I started with Taylor. Uh, <laughs> This is pre-cell phone, <laughs> pre-internet, pre-computers. We had dumb terminal. It was, uh, uh, you have no idea. Anyhow. Probably um, way better than, I would rather have no phone now and have a voicemail to answer oh, every day. We had cans with a string in between them. We <laughs> talked, you know, it, it was, yeah. it was a, a, a challenge. <laughs> Thursday is testing Thursdays with Wayne. And so obviously I'm going to be talking about testing in general and, and, and chemistry topics and and pretty much anything else that might happen to pop up or 
whatever comes in the email as a suggested topic. I mean, I can talk for 20 plus minutes at the drop of a hat like we all can. So, and yeah, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to this. this is, we are a, a, an odd, unique and fun bunch. And and from all the podcasts that I've heard from you guys already, I, I feel very, very lucky to be asked to be a part of the group. So, so thank you very much. Well, welcome. Well, and we can't wait to have the viewers listen to you. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome aboard, Wayne. Thank you. Cheers. Wayne Isovich. Wait, I said it wrong. <laughs> Rudy will edit that out. Don't worry yeah. about it one bit, Kelly. It'll be fine. We didn't spend the last 10 minutes pronouncing his name or anything and, no, and going through you know, all of that. I, I am horrible with names. Wayne Ivusich. Thank is, you, Dan. Uh, is, is joining <laughs> the Talking Pools podcast on Thursdays, Testing Thursdays with Wayne. Yeah. Um, make sure you you stay tuned to our to our podcast group. And, and certainly once Rudy gets those started to pump out there, everybody, those are going to be the hottest podcasts ever. I can <laughs> see it already. So welcome, Wayne. We're Thank glad you. to have you. Thank Sorry. you. Nice to be I had. apologize. <laughs> so this that, is what retirement is like, huh? I don't, I still work. Is that that's how it goes? You know? this oh, is, my grand my grandfather, he worked we had to force him to retire in his eighties. Uh-huh. And wow. he's and that and that was not a full retirement. Like he worked forever and then his partial t- retirement was, oh, I'll just go into the office once a week. But then he'd go up once a week and then he'd be at home. Doing all the paperwork because he worked for um, the youth authority doing physical. So uh, mm-hmm. trying to find somebody to watch the the young inmates. Mm-hmm. And he did uh, orphans comp claims. He would go. He was one of the doctors that go through the claim, see if the doctor was charging the right amount. All right. And then tell him this is what you're going to charge. But, yeah, he there's no such thing as retirement. No. My, my dad was a Baltimore City policeman from right after World War II up to the latter part of 1968. And back then, it was a combination of your age and the number of years had equal a certain number. I forgot what the number was. But he retired in 68 from the police department and then stayed home for six months and drove my mother and I crazy until my mother finally said, get a job or leave. And so <laughs> he, he went and got a job at the University of Maryland uh, Hospital downtown. There's a downtown campus for University of Maryland. And he became part of the campus police force there. So he went from one police job to another police job. And he worked there for, for 10 years before he finally had to retire and then, then died in 89. But but yeah, so I I know I just like when when I decided I was going to retire, it's like oh God, how long is my wife going to tolerate me before she said it lasted about a day uh, for me. So here I am. Well, we certainly wish you the absolute best retirement ever. But with that, you know, we're not going to let you slack off either. So I know. Yes. Get rid of me. I'll still keep my toe dipped in the pool. You got stay on your toes. But the nice thing about this job is you don't have to wear pants. So that's right. You got that going for you, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kelly never wears pants, but we won't talk about don't that. So. Well, if you think about also, you don't have to wear a full shirt. You could probably buy one of those little costume things that just yeah. My shirt it. stops like right. No, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Not pretty tight. <laughs> oh, geez. 
Well, Wayne, I've you and I have have been friends on Facebook for a number of years now, helping with some of the homeowner groups and such yeah. that are out there. And I have to say, I love more than anything seeing your posts about the theater. Oh, and yeah. and mm-hmm. the first time I saw one of those, I was I was actually kind of taken aback. I was like, holy crap, look at this stuff this guy is doing. Had no idea. How long, is that a lifelong thing? When did you start doing it? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, my wife golfs. She tried to get me involved with golf a little bit last year, and I, I, I don't play golf. I just hit a tiny little white ball into a hole far, far away. Some people call it golf. I call it frustrating. But anyhow, yep. but my hobby is doing local community theater, and I've been doing it since I was 16, okay. and I'll be 67 in February. I do uh, mostly musicals. I've, I've done whew, done three so far this year, which is a lot for wow. somebody. Yeah. But um, uh, and I enjoy it because most of the community theaters that that are around my area are within maybe a twenty minute drive in any direction. Oh, okay. So it's not like I have to go to the other side of Baltimore to to, to do something. But I have done that, but but not recently. But uh, yeah, it's it's fun. I sing. I dance. You know. You know I. Tell funny jokes. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah. I do all that other stuff. Yeah, it, it's fun. That sounds so fun. The yeah. most recent one was was it Cats? The most recent one you did? That was that was the one before. Um, okay. Th- this year I started off with doing. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the musical Something Rotten. I, I saw it in New York with the original cast, and it's a comedy about two brothers in Shakespeare's time who are rivals of Shakespeare, and they hate Shakespeare. And so the older brother hires a soothsayer to predict what Shakespeare's next greatest hit's going to be. And they try to develop this this um, musical that the soothsayer says is going to be the big thing in theater in years to come. But the soothsayer gets it a little bit wrong. And instead of Hamlet, he says it's omelet. So, <laughs> so that's where the something rotten, rotten eggs. I played the soothsayer. Okay. And, my character's name is Thomas Nostradamus. I'm Nostradamus's not so great nephew at predicting things, but it was the Maryland premiere of of the of the show, and that was back in March. And then I did Cats a couple months later, which you know it's nice to say you put on your 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 theater resume, but I will never do it again <laughs> because the makeup involved is just so painful. <laughs> yeah. Literally, you know, you're lathering it on with knives. Honest to God, the pictures was, I saw terrible. of you with that makeup was, and oh, yeah. not, to, not just you, like the whole cast. It was yeah, amazing. And and for it to be a community theater, mm-hmm. that was impressive. Like, yeah, I, I would have loved, loved to have seen that production. 27 that looked amazing. In, in that cast. But the, the other thing was I was asked to be in a show because they were looking for people. I don't know if you've heard of a show called The Bronx Tale or A Bronx Tale. Mm-hmm. Um. And um, a Chaz Palminteri, is, this is like an autobiographical play that he wrote that was developed into a musical a few years ago. And we did that down at a, a community college not far from me, where my best friend is also the technical director of that theater. So I had three weeks to learn the part and learn oh the music by the time I finished Cats. And it was the opening for Bronx Tale. So I will never do that again. So I'm taking a break <laughs> until the spring. <laughs> Then well, we'll see what happens. But well yeah, I, I, it's just something I've always done, and I enjoy it. My hobby, my thing. Yeah, very and, cool. And the and the neat thing about it is, and I know I'm talking too much, so I apologize. But no, you're great. I have no fear of public speaking. You guys knew that. 
(laughs) But I mean, no fear whatsoever. I can get up in front of an audience of 300 people and start talking with no trepidation whatsoever. And doing theater worked for me. It helped me get over that fear that everybody has because you're up in front of an audience. Now, I'll bite it's comparatively small, but you get you get over that fear of doing stuff in front of people that you wouldn't necessarily do. Well, standing in front of a whole big crowd, a whole big auditorium full of people is not natural <laughs> for a lot of people and <clears throat> can be very daunting and scary. And yeah. I, I'm sure we've all seen speakers and gone to classes where the person speaking is just really, really bad. You know, they they don't present the information well. You it, they they stumble. They they stutter. It, it's just really, really bad. I don't have that problem. Rudy doesn't have that problem right. either. Okay. Um. I, I know a handful of other. I think you guys know Terry Arco. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Terry, yep. Terry's the same way. We, we all have no fear whatsoever of speaking in front of people, and, and theater helped me get over that. So thank you, theater. Appreciate that. <laughs> Very cool. So oh, you, I used you to have were... a huge fear of talking in front of people. Like, I think I just overcame it within the last year. Otherwise, yeah, I'm just, nope, nope. <laughs> nope. You do that. I'll stand back here. Yeah. I'll do cue cards. Okay. So you've you you have no intention on retiring from the from the theater anytime soon. No, right? no, not not at all. I'm I mean it's to the point now I'm older and so you know, no leads or anything like that. So I do a lot of character roles. And I enjoy that because there there's so much you can do with a character role than you could with some some of the other things. So, you know, like for cats, I was a specific cat that had a specific song. And then pretty much I sat on the stage for the entire second act. So I didn't do much. Bronx Tale, I was in and out. Again, I was a character. I portrayed a character called Jojo the Whale. Don't ask. (laughs) (laughs) But I constantly had to eat on stage. And so every night they would go out and get me a Domino's pizza, but stick it in the fridge. So I'd hear I'm sitting here eating this. First of all, I hate Domino's pizza. Sorry, Domino's. But eat this cold cardboard tasting pizza the entire show on stage it was terrible but hey that's the character that's what he did he ate constantly but it's those kind of character roles that i really really like doing because you can really put into it a lot and people enjoy it people know when 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 you're having a good time up on stage you know what so i i I just got a text from domino's i had them on the line as a sponsor (laughs) earlier today sorry about that and here you know this text just came well that's all right wayne i'm sure i'm sure you'll make up for that no, no yeah, Papa John's is available, I heard, too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so tell tell me, Wayne, I, I know, um, uh, you know, un, unfortunately, you, you recently had your your dog had to be put to sleep, you, you know. Yep, across the bridge. Yep. Many, many years, yeah. Yep. And we're, Kelly and I are both dog people and and certainly love dogs and i i know yours was with you for a long long time was was uh was that how many dogs have you had do you even know through the years yes five okay five Five. yeah when we moved we moved into the house here in in i live in an area called joppa maryland which is about 30 miles northeast of baltimore straight up i-95 uh the east coast equivalent of i-5 and when we moved into the house, uh, the day after we settled in the house, we bought a puppy. And Courtney lived for about 11 years. And then after that, we got before Courtney died, we got a second dog. So we've always had two dogs in the house. They keep each other company. 
Yeah. And so we got a black lab chow mix named Hoover. And then <laughs> when when Courtney died, we got a, another dog. That dog's name was Whoopi. That was a black lab and Oh God! What was she? Black Lab and 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 uh, I'm I don't know, but it was it was a mix. But they were great friends. And then when Hoover died, we got Diesel, which is the one that just recently passed as a puppy. He actually, and all of our dogs have been rescues except the first one. And then we inherited <laughs> inherited. We were given to take care of permanently. I should put cocker spaniel named Toby that died uh, about two or three years ago. But uh, we've always had two dogs in the house, and we're also very lucky in that the property that I'm on is a little bit more than a quarter acre fenced in, but we have a doggy door. So they have complete freedom of in and out, and each successive dog has taught the new dog, you go outside and do your thing, you don't do it in the house. <laughs> and they, they pick up on that very, very quickly. But now that Diesel's gone, um, my, my, my son lives in Arlington, Virginia with his girlfriend. They have a purebred Alaskan Malamute. Otherwise known as a big ball of fluff. It's he's enormous. His name's Ozzy. I love him to death. So he comes up to visit sometimes. My daughter has a purebred black lab that's pretty much a horse. Uh, his name is Hank. He, he was named after Hank Aaron because he's black and <laughs> baseball, whatever. But I always call Hank the 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 forest gump of dogs because all he ever does is sit, eat, and stare at me. I don't know what's <laughs> going on with him, you know. We also um Watch our good friend's two dogs, which is what we're doing right now. She has to travel back and forth for family reasons uh, to Pittsburgh a lot. So we watch her two dogs every now and then. So the house still has dogs in it. Yeah. And, and the other weird thing that we have is all the dogs that we've had are sitting in the hallway outside of this office. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on a table, cremated. Yeah, we're yeah. weird. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, it's that's okay. Thing. Yeah. That's, you know, I, I grew up. Uh, with dogs, They're, I'm one of six kids in our family, so we're eight of us. Mom and dad, when I was very little, raised German shepherds. Oh, okay. And uh, by the time I'm, I have any memory, um, they had stopped raising shepherds, but they, they had the, the, you know, the last uh, mother of the shepherds right. that that we had for a long, long time, and then eventually uh, she was given away to a, a friend who owned a farm where she could mm-hmm. spend her last few years out running around chasing rabbits and everything else real free. But we always had, and, and for most of the years had almost always had two dogs as well, mm-hmm. along with rabbits and gerbils and mice and oh, yeah, we hermit crabs and lizards and yeah, yeah everything. Like you can guinea think pigs. Of. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I know. <laughs> one of, one of our dogs. So I, I know you had said diesel was a, a Malmute Collie mix, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. we had a, and that's um, here's a, a decent picture of mine. I don't know if you can see it terribly well. Yep, absolutely. That's beautiful, beautiful. Yep, yep. So, so I'm sorry. We we had a Malmute miniature collie when I was growing okay. up. I was uh, probably in junior high school, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, that age when we had uh, had her and uh, you know, mom and dad. Uh, the last dog mom and dad had when I was still at home was a uh, Malmute mud of some sort. We we couldn't mm-hmm. really tell what. Mom and Dad had a place in northern Wisconsin on a lake that when when they had retired, they had spent their summers up there all the time. And this in the winter, they happened to be up there for uh, a short period in the winter one year. And and in town there was a 
Eagle River, Wisconsin is like considered the snowmobile capital of the world. And <laughs> there's this whole the Klondike days that surround the race event and all this kind of stuff. And there was a guy there that had a pickup truck full of puppies. And mom and dad, who had not had a dog for a handful of years, decided to bring home uh, Cody was the name that they had given this this uh, mostly Malamute, but some sort of a mutt. And Cody was just a fantastic dog. Cody was was a dog that when my kids were born, they remember. And in fact, grandma and grandpa on my side of the family were called grandma and grandpa Cody because my kids <laughs> loved the dog. So, you know, but uh, we my, my daughter, when she, you know, by like two, three years old, when she's really aware of things, was deathly afraid of dogs. Mm-hmm. So my wife and I went out and we got a small Pekingese poodle to, you know, kind of break right. that that fear. Um, mm. Cinder, uh, Cinder was her name, short for Cinderella. Mm. And Cinder was uh, about 10, 11 years old when she passed away before, um, a couple of years before COVID. And, and now we've got a little Yorkie, I was telling you earlier, mm-hmm. that uh, keeps us busy that my wife and my daughter and my son picked up early on in COVID as something to help get us all through COVID when we're stuck yeah. at home and kind of running crazy mm-hmm. into each other all day long. It, it gave us a distraction. So, Cinder, so how did you guys find working at home during COVID? I didn't work at home. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I didn't, I didn't either. <laughs> I see. I did. They, they gave us one day notice at Taylor. Um, on March 18th, the VP of sales came in and said, pack up everything that you need to do to work from home now. And leave. Oh, and leave. Yeah. Kelly and Dan will be right back after these messages. Have you heard there is a group of pool service professionals nationwide that are here to help grow and protect your business? The Independent Pool and Spa Service Association, known as IPSA, is here to help you. By joining the largest trade organization created by and for pool and spa service techs, you gain access to industry networking opportunities, exclusive educational offerings, IPSA's Tech for Tech route coverage, and more. So be independent, supported, and part of a professional community. Go to IPSSA.com to learn how to be a member of IPSA today. Cinder. So how did you guys find working at home during COVID? I didn't work at home. Oh, oh, I, I didn't. I didn't either. I <laughs> see. I did. They, they gave us one day notice at Taylor. Um, on March 18th, the VP of sales came in and said, "Pack up everything that you need to do to work from home now," and leave. Oh, and leave. Yeah. Managed to grab stuff, and it it was really weird because. First of all, I didn't have an office, so I'm presently in my son's old bedroom that I converted to to an office now. <coughs> and Diesel, he was much younger, obviously, couldn't get over the fact that I was home. He didn't he didn't understand. What are you doing here? You're not supposed to be here when it's light outside. Until till he finally got it, so that I would keep the door open to the room, he would plop himself in the doorway, be like my gatekeeper. You know, <laughs> And so it was kind of neat, but I, but it was, but as far as, oh, oh yeah, that thing will work. As far as work was concerned, I found I was more productive at home than, um, than at the, now I missed all the relationships at, at the office. I missed them terribly, but actually getting stuff done, I didn't have all those stupid little interruptions that you get during the day. Um, 
you know, a phone call, an email, you know, I, here I can yep. answer them when I want to kind of deal. So I found myself to be very, very productive so that when things started to quiet down a bit and they started bringing people back, I was of the original 10 of us that were sent to work from home. Me and another guy were the only two that decided to stay at home. Oh, wow. And, and they were cool with it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, for me, working in the field, COVID made my job a lot longer <laughs> because oh you would have all the customers, they see somebody yeah, and they're like, oh, I need to talk to her. And it's like, okay, I'm not your therapist. If you want, we could charge you know, therapy hours. But yeah, a pool that would normally take me, let's say it's full service, took me 20 minutes, right. you know, worst case. I'm looking at 45 minutes because of these customers coming out to mm-hmm. talk while you're working. So mm-hmm. it it actually made me less productive in my eyes. No. Wow. Yeah, that's tough. You know, for for us when when COVID hit, well, actually, the week that COVID kind of took over the world, um, the I'm serving as president of Midwest chapter of PHTA, <laughs> and we had a training event going on that week that. Uh, uh, we, you know, we end, I ended up having phone calls and and all kinds of stuff from people saying, is this still happening? Are we still going, you know? And so right. the the space that we had rented for that, uh, the, the hotel and convention center, everything else at that facility canceled that week. So we were the only ones <laughs> up there. Um, and it was it was eerie. I'll, I'll never forget the, you know, the the ghost town kind of feeling all around everything that was going on. But, uh, you know, at, at our business, we, we, uh, we have a retail store, we do service, we build pools. So we shut down, we, we had a 20 to 25 people inside the building. We dropped down to six, sent all the rest home, thought it was only going to be a couple of weeks like the rest of the world. Right. And, had to all of a sudden decide on how to figure out how to get people to work remote, who we could get to work remote. Retail store was curbside only. The service construction went on, but they were never allowed in the building, um, things like that. But on the service end of things, Kelly, to your point, we actually, because we we had uh, early on, one of our service technicians contracted COVID, we think. Back then, there was no testing, if you remember, yeah. right? right? But he was, you know, all the signs and all the rest of it, we're sure he had it. But we adopted a, a policy that homeowners were not allowed to come out of their house when we were in their backyard. Mm. That we just, we would text confirmations for the appointments the day before, and part of that told them, we're going to come out and help you get your pool going. We're going to take care of your problem, but we can't risk having our people contaminated or or us right. contaminating you. So our our technicians have been told if you come out in the yard, they're just going to leave and we yeah. won't be back to take care of whatever your issue is. Yeah. Um, and, and it, you know, the first couple of weeks of doing that, you know, at, at some point I, talked to the guys and I said, how's it going? And they saw people are still coming out kind of to Kelly's point, right? Like they're still going to, they're, they're, they got no one else to talk. They're tired of talking to one another in the house. And this is, yeah. a, you know, <laughs> s- someone new and exciting, the bright, shiny, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, so we really clamped down on things just because of 
know, mostly being concerned of safety of everybody and, and changed it. So we became far more productive in in the field because you you didn't, you know, the guys would text, hey, I'm here, I'm heading in the backyard. Um, there were some conversations through windows, you know, at times or or phone calls, certainly, or text messages. But uh, we we just flat out stopped it from happening. So anyway, yeah, COVID, hopefully, knock on wood, I know it's still out there and it's still, you know, in fact, uh, just recently we had a couple of people with it that uh, um, it's certainly not what it was, thankfully. And mm. fingers crossed that it keeps getting further and further away. Your theater career had to come to a complete stop during that, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a shame. Yeah, we were uh, uh, you guys probably were too, but we were considered an essential service, which you would think. Wait a minute, we make test kits. We're well, you still got to buy the kits to test the water to make sure it's safe. Yeah, to some degree. So yeah, the other part that sucked about COVID was there were no bathrooms. All bathrooms are closed. (laughs) Yeah, I would have to drive all the way home. Right. And drive and then go back out. So again, longer time. Like sure. But then I discovered you could go in the restroom of the grocery store. But again, um, then you get caught in the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Well, that's something that hopefully we we never have to deal with yep. ever again. Yep. So Wayne, mm-hmm. everybody knows you love bacon. And, yes, and absolutely. You, You've got like bacon juice running through your veins and your your heart is truly nothing but a bunch of intertwined strips of bacon that keeps you going. Outside of of bacon, though, Mm -hmm. what what do you what's your favorite food aside from bacon? There's food other than bacon. Okay, that's what I was wondering. You can put bacon (laughs) on almost anything. (laughs) Well, I'm from the mid-Atlantic area, so. You know, seafood, obviously, um, steamed crabs are, are big here where I am. And so you got to love them and pretty much any kind of seafood, except it's funny. I'm born, bred, and raised in Maryland. I cannot eat a soft crab. Do you oh, yeah. know what I mean by soft crab? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, Kelly, you know what I mean by soft crab? No, because I don't eat seafood. Okay. <laughs> the soft crab is basically a crab that has molted its shell. Oh. It's hard shell. And before the new shell can harden, the shell is soft. Well, you gather them on the ocean floor and you gut them and you fry them and people eat them whole. And I think it's absolutely disgusting. Yes, I agree. <laughs> and my, my wife just out in the hallway went, Ugh. she hates me. <laughs> uh, but uh, pretty much like seafood generally, um, um, I'm, I'm not too much of a red meat kind of person. I mean, I like a steak every now and then, which means maybe twice a year. Uh, but, you know, seafood, chicken, that kind of thing. It, it, I, I'm pretty, I, I love sushi, love sushi. Um, we've got a really good uh, restaurant not far from us that, that we like to go to. But, uh, I mean, you all know how big I am. Food's not an issue with me. Uh, <laughs> I like pretty much anything as long as it's, you know, not a soft crab. <laughs> all right. So everyone listening, um, you, you can order those soft crabs and have them delivered straight to Wayne. We'll we'll put his address down and, you know, I live in Jacksonville, Florida. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so you, you, you just mentioned your wife. So Maggie's in the in the wings listening to you do this right now. 
Yeah, I think so. Maggie, you out there? Can you come here for a sec? Yes, it is. Okay. If <laughs> <laughs> she'll do it, she'll open the door and do it by voice only because she's in her PJs right now. Oh, no worries. Yeah. So, Dan, but it's being recorded, but. Where's the camera? Uh, the camera's right here on my laptop, so you can come a little bit more. <laughs> but, a little uh, closer. Yeah. Hello. Hi, Maggie. Hi. Hey, there she is. Playing there yet? Yeah, you're in there. Okay. Thank, thanks for letting Wayne come play with us once a week. We appreciate it very, very much. No, I'm privileged to let you have him for a while. We, we promise, to, uh, while. promise to knock the sand off of his boots when he leaves the sandbox every every week. So <laughs> that's right. Um, <laughs> I think he'd have withdrawal if he left completely. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. So I'd, I'd really go crazy then. <laughs> so, Maggie, how long ago did you meet Wayne? 81. 19, October 4th, 1981. Ooh, wow. listen to Wayne with the exact oh, what time? You're a what good time husband. was that, Wayne? Huh? What what, what time? time of day we was had it? dinner at. No. Yes. <laughs> well, okay. Yes. Now I was in a play. I was in a play. Oh, okay. <laughs> the following. And, and, and I was playing a uh, an effeminate butler, not gay. <laughs> it, 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 it was Moliere's the miser. It, it, it doesn't matter. And, and that's what Maggie was attracted the French, to. Huh? You know the whole thing. Apparently, I played it so well. She thought I was gay. Okay. And so when I asked her out for a date, she said, oh, this is easy. Free dinner. Well, <laughs> first date I asked her to marry me. That kind of put her off. Because uh, for, for me, it was love at first sight. But it took a little while after that. So we've been, yeah. we got married May 21st, 1983. Okay. Wow. So it'll be 40 years for us next May. Amazing. That's exciting. And she still so, hasn't killed me yet. It's amazing. Congratulations. Right. 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 Oh, oh that, yeah. Believe me. With Am I? <laughs> Am I hearing shackles in the background? Is Maggie, yes. Maggie, are you, do you need to send us a signal? Are you okay? Do you need to break free no, from No, the Wayne shackles or? are on me. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. <laughs> I'm hard to live with. I, I, I'm more opinionated than him. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm a good balance then. She's a type A ER nurse. Ooh, okay. So welcome okay. to my world. Very competitive sports. <laughs> Anything I do, I have to be the best, or at least yeah. the best I can do. That's right. Well, we we know that you you certainly got the best when you got Wayne, and we we truly do appreciate uh, you you letting him out once a week. So thanks for <laughs> thanks for coming by and saying hi. Well, it's nice meeting you. Next okay. time I have clothes on, and I'll talk talk to you. Okay. Oh, we don't Sounds we don't. Great. We That's don't, a whole you know, different kind of podcast. We're informal. Yeah, we <laughs> we we prefer clothing optional. Oh hell, so. then. Let me... <laughs> Have fun, guys. Bye, Mac. <coughs> oh, that's awesome. 40 years. Well, congratulations yeah, on that. You. That's yeah. that's certainly a huge milestone. My wife and I in February will be 25 years, which oh, wow. uh, great, which, uh, you know, we're certainly nowhere near 40. And uh, well, think about it. That's like an amazing amount of years because there's the divorce rate so high. <laughs> no one can, yeah. especially after COVID. If you right. live with your kids, spouse after COVID, you're good for life. Well, when the kids were in high school, and this, so this would have been uh, early 2000s or so. Um, yeah. It was, we were the exception rather than the rule as far as parents were concerned, because our kids had two parents, still married, still in the same house. Yeah. It, it was a rarity. It, normally they came from, you know, split homes or Sure. Or they were separated or, or you know, the stepdad, mom kind of thing, kind of deal. But, yeah, uh, yeah so it, it, it is a rarity. And and uh, uh, it's been fun so far. 
<laughs> well, especially with your theater fame, you know, for you to to not want to, you know, just run off with whatever trollop was in the wings <laughs> of the theater waiting for you, you know. That would be trollop number the... two in the cast. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> not, yeah. Uh, no, but that is that is amazing. That's that's a certainly a, a great a great great thing. So congratulations again. Yeah. So what? Aside from podcasting with uh, with all of us talking pools, uh, uh-huh. mis- misfits and theater, <laughs> what else does Wayne Ivusich like to do for in his free time? You you a uh, Call of Duty a, a, a game? No, no. Uh, no, no I, I I'm enjoying the fact that I can sleep past six thirty in the morning now. Are you able to sleep past 6.30? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, sometimes you're, like, set in that, like, just that routine. Yeah. You're like, I can't, I have to get up. <laughs> it took about a month. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but, no, it, it's, it, I, I I just enjoyed, you know, being around the house, working around the house, being with Maggie. Like I said earlier, she got me involved with golf a little bit. I mean, I'm not, not as good as her, but, you know, I can kind of hold my own a little bit, so. There's that when the weather's nicer outside. So, and we travel too. Uh, we just came back from a cruise around the UK back in September, oh, around nice. England and Ireland and Scotland, and that was fun. And okay. uh, so, so we'd like to do cruises, the safe ones. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so yeah, we're, we're getting there. I mean, I'm, I don't, I don't play sports other than golf. Used to, but but not anymore. Um, so I'm just, you know, hey, I'm retired, guys. Come on. Cut me some slack, yeah. you know. Yeah, no, that's you know what. That's why I'm I'm trying to figure out what uh, if I ever. My wife says I I'm never going to be able to retire because she would never be able to put up with me around the house. So, um, <laughs> but if it were ever buy a big to enough be, house, uh, I'm trying to make my bucket list of things that I've got to do. But uh, <laughs> a, a cruise around the UK that would be a, a pretty yeah. That thing. sounds really that, nice. That was fun. Yeah, we we actually um, flew out. Uh, a day and a half before the cruise to London, and the very first day we got there, you know, it's, it's a night flight from from well, actually we got it from BWI uh, all the way to to Heathrow. Uh, we got on one of those uh, hop on hop off buses yeah. that you see. So yeah. yeah, London had a ton of them, so we got on them. So we managed to see everything, but it was funny. We kept saying, "Why is it so crowded downtown? I mean, traffic jams, tons of people." It's the same day that Boris Johnson resigned as the prime minister in London. Yeah. So yeah. when we drove past like 10 Downing Street in Parliament, and all these cameras were set up. I was like, what the hell is going on? And then somebody finally <laughs> told us what was going on. It's like, oh, but but we knew where things were. So we did that. And the next day we got we went got on a bus down to Southampton and picked up the cruise there. When we came back, we stayed an extra day and a half also. So we kind of did the things that we missed, but primarily we were staying at a hotel about two or three blocks away from the Tower of London. And that's a whole, not just a building, it's a whole encampment of buildings. That's where they keep the crown jewels, um, uh, pretty much all the jewelry that that the, the queen, the then queen would wear. And that was really, really fascinating, not knowing that three weeks later she was going to be dead. Right. And and it, it that was just really neat to see it. And Maggie's background or her ethnicity is Scottish. So uh-huh. we were able to get up like around uh, Edinburgh, which was incredible. And, and Loch Ness we saw. And and it was just really, really, really pretty. Really pretty. Those, 
those on and off buses are a lot of fun. And I like that you can go on and off when you want to. Yes. I did that when I went to Ireland. Mm-hmm. And, oh, my God, it was so cold. We <laughs> waited for, like, me and my friends waited for the bus to show up inside this this uh, telephone booth. <laughs> We're all, like, inside there holding each other because it's yeah. it'd rain one minute and snow another minute and then it'd be sunny. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, yeah. because it's that kind of weather, everyone had taken the, the seats downstairs. Of course, so, yeah. So we had to go upstairs and, like, cuddle with each other to hope we didn't freeze to death. But This is why you always pack a poncho in your luggage. <laughs> we should have. I, again, like today, I'm wearing two pants. I was wearing two pants, three shirts. You know, I had my <laughs> my rain jacket on. and But it was great because you got to see so many things. And we yeah. wouldn't have been able to see all those things if we had to walk around. Right. Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's, it's worth it. I mean, we check every time we travel to a city. If they have a hop on, hop off, and that's like immediately. I don't care how much it costs. We're going to do it. And it just takes you around to everything. You know, then in some cases, there were even two routes. Like when we went to um, Australia one time, we did a cruise around New Zealand out of Sydney. Sydney's hop on and hop off. They were it was so big. There were two separate routes. One was a green route. One was a red route. So you do the red route one day, the green route the next day. It takes you all over yeah. the city and, and things. So it was just really pretty. Yeah, I, I love those two. <laughs> no yeah. yawning, Kelly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and she and to her, it's only like three in the afternoon out on the West Coast oh, right now. I mean, for for no, you and me, it's, you know, it's eight o'clock. Okay, <laughs> it's eight o'clock. Yeah, it's eleven o nine here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Been working all day. I, I, Yesterday was a, a long, 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 long day. Like, didn't get home till after dark. <laughs> yeah, well, but, but this time of year, it's dark. The, yeah, it gets <laughs> dark at what? 430? Yeah, right. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. We're getting there. About um the end of January. Yeah, it'll get dark like almost four o'clock. Yeah. I can't wait yeah. for this daylight savings thing to be done. Go away. Yeah. I'm right. like, I just need that extra hour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Wayne, I, mm-hmm. I know everybody knows that you and Rudy go back a ways, huh? Mm-hmm. What what's your your how far back do you and Rudy go? When did you first run into that guy? Pretty much, I I say it was it was the very first trade show I ever went to, which back then was uh, the Atlantic City show in January of '92. I'd okay. start in September of '91 and, and kind of learning stuff and whatnot. So they let me go to that first trade show, and that's where I met Rudy, and um, we just developed that friendship over the years and. You know, we talk about similar topics. We always make check with each other to make sure we're not stepping over toes and we're not giving wrong information and things like that. And and um, Rudy, as as you're aware, is, is very CPO focused and oriented and loves to teach the course itself. As I'm a CPO, obviously, also I'm also an instructor, but I'm also a member of the uh, well. What is what do we call ourselves now? The Instructor Assessment Committee. In other words, mm-hmm. I'm the group of, of 12 evil people across the country who teach people how to teach the CPO course. Can you and, teach them how to be a little more lively? You know, <laughs> some people got it. Some people don't. You know, <laughs> It's a pretty hard class to take just because like there's only so many drugs it. you can take before you fall asleep <laughs> and you hurt yourself. But but uh uh, and and uh, yeah, I, I remember when Rudy took the instructor's course um, way back in the day. But now he's just he's, he's just a very um, adamant and and 
he's a force within the industry and and yeah. and one of the uh few people that i honestly say i trust without any question whatsoever yeah. um um and i i think he kind of feels the same way about me because we're, we're on the same plane and right. we 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 understand the good things about the industry the stupid things about the industry uh, how the best way to help improve uh, or correct a problem. It, I mean, we just know. And because Rudy teaches so much, I rely on his his knowledge uh, for for classroom work more than I would say anybody else, honestly. Um, uh, and he relies on me on a lot of the testing issues and the chemistry issues that he might not be familiar with. I mean, he's very knowledgeable. But, you know, there are some things we don't know. There, You know, I don't Absolutely. know something. And, yep. and you learn something new every day. So we learn from each other. So, yeah, it's um, it's uh, 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 <laughs> I have to tell the story. Uh, they gave me a retirement party at the international show yeah. uh, that, that Monday. OK. And they showed about a 10 minute video that Heather had collected here. Heather and Derek Todd had collected and put together. And Rudy was on there because he couldn't make it to the show. So he said, yeah, I, went well, I met Wayne when we were on the boat trip up the Nile River uh, <laughs> fighting back. And, and I'm going, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> he just made up some stupid stories. <laughs> I'll get even one day. I will really. Yeah, get yep. it was a good story, though. And, and yeah. honestly, uh, uh, yes. as, as you run into people for the next handful of years, I'm sure you're going to be asked all the time. So you were the one that named the Red Cross, huh? Yeah, that's right. Yes, yeah. yes, that was yeah. me. Yeah. It was a Blue Cross or something before it you. It was blue you, originally, but I thought now yeah, red. You better. thought red was a better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I, you know, both you and Rudy are huge, huge assets to the industry, and the, the willingness to share. Um, and that's that's you know what this podcast is all about. And when Rudy asked me, uh, you know, a while back if I'd help out. Um, I've I've been trying to do my own thing in in that way too. Mm-hmm. The Midwest is not as big a market as some of the other areas of the country, but the uh, the the sharing of information and you know that, that no one is ever uh, well as you said, no one knows everything, right? Right. And and I you know Kelly and I will talk to each other at times outside of the podcast. Just hey, mm-hmm. what about? I, I've got this we're running into. I got that we're running into. Heather, this Talking Pools group, uh, you know, behind yeah. the scenes, there's more conversation going on behind the scenes between us. And a lot of it is fun, just kind of screwing around. I silence around. my phone at 11 o'clock. <laughs> right? You have to, right? <laughs> yeah. um, Usually, but, instead of my alarm waking me up, it's, it's the Heather. ding, 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 the, ding, the, ding, yep, ding, ding. Right. And then you have like but a minute the, and then ding, 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 ding. The aspect. 28, of, unread what? <laughs> oh, I had it to where it's like 93. Yeah, well, you know, the, the hard thing for me is I never know where I left off. So I got to keep scrolling through when exactly. I finally get a chance my to look phone, at it and go, yep. oh, my I remember that. Now like I can go 93 or 40 or whatever number unread and I can click on it. It'll take me straight to the top. Oh, so see, I will. I got to get a new phone because mine doesn't do that. But There's my phone is still called, attached to that. There, tin there, there's a little thing so. on Messenger that says Mark all is red. That way you can ignore them all. Oh, that's the way to do it. Then I'm Remember that. But then what if Rudy do? sent us, me and Dan something reminding us, oh, you don't have any more episodes. Yeah, right. You guys got to record. <laughs> Come on. You're slacking again. <laughs> well, I don't know. 
Well, Wayne, we are certainly thrilled that you are part of this this group, and and Thanks. honestly, we 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 couldn't have a better uh, a better friend and mentor and Thank you. and yeah. everything else for the industry as as yeah. part of this. So, um, from from me and and everyone else not here, that uh, we we love that you're part of Talking Pools. We love that you're still part of the industry. And we are looking forward to testing Thursdays with Wayne. You got it. Yeah. As as just as soon as we can get those put up there on the podcast world. Right. So yeah, thanks. Thank thanks for be being fun. here with us. And Kelly, I uh, I know you you're right there with me, right? Oh yeah, definitely. When I heard that you're gonna be doing this with us, I was like, oh, that is so awesome. <laughs> it, it really was like all of us were like really are you, rudy are you you're serious right and uh so like we're this we're, we're this lucky that we get to have him yeah truly <laughs> truly so thank you thank you for thank you for, for being with us today welcome aboard and thank we're you, looking thank forward you. to it you got it talk to you later all righty okay everyone make sure to rate us like us Email us at talkingpools at gmail.com. Any questions you have, uh, you can also direct message us on all our social media platforms. And yeah, we will see you. Well, see you, hear you next Tuesday. just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 